Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Harold Ree. Harold is the creator of an animal welfare podcast called Paw Print, which I was honored to be a guest of, and I'd like to welcome Harold to the show. Hi, Stacy. Love to be on the hey. show. Thank you. Hey, hey. So I had the honor of being on your show. Thank you so much for, for doing that. And today you're on our show. Can you tell me a little bit about Paw Print and what the show is all about? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Basically, we've been around for a little over a year. And my wife, Nancy, and I, we really started this as a way to interview, as we call them, the heroes of animal rescue, mainly dogs and cats, although we've started branching out in other animal directions. But what we've been doing is our background quickly is we've fostered, I'd say, about 60, 65 dogs over the past few years. We have three dogs of our own. We've been volunteers, fosters. Nancy works for a local animal rescue organization. And so, as I call it, Nancy does most of the animal rescue work, and I do most of the podcasting. How did you get the idea to start this podcast? I would say for anybody who's interested, whether it's in podcasting or really starting anything new in their life, I think it's a great lesson that you have to take that spark. And from that spark, you have to quickly move to action. And so in in my case, what had happened was sort of a freak accident. I was riding my bicycle. If you ever see me ride, you know I'm not fast, so it wasn't due to speed. <laughs> And so I crashed my bicycle. I was wearing a helmet, thank goodness. Broke my collarbone and a bunch of ribs, which actually does happen uh, whenever whenever a bike crash happens. They're pretty serious. But in the healing process, which took a few weeks, just kind of made me think that, hey, life is short. Why don't you do what you want to do or pursue any passions that you have? And so I've always had an interest in podcasting. I started my first podcast about two and a half years ago called Studio Mouth. It's a podcast that I did about 40 episodes in. But about a year later, Nancy and I were talking and we thought, hey, why don't we combine our passion for animal rescue and podcasting? And a few months later, we started Paw Prints by interviewing a lot of local people who we knew. But from there, we went quickly to interviewing our first international guest, a guy by the name of Penn Farthing who runs a rescue organization of all places in Afghanistan. And so that really just got us motivated to just reach out to as many animal rescue heroes as we possibly could. And, and that's where we are. I'm sitting here looking at your website and you've done well over a hundred episodes in that. So congratulations. It's always when you're starting a podcast, you get all excited when you start getting into the triple digits and that kind of thing. So congratulations on that. And I know you've also reached a milestone of 50,000 downloads and that's absolutely fantastic. So congratulations on that. Over the last year or so, what sort of things have you learned or has your opinion about uh, animal welfare groups 
changed at all, meeting all these different people over the course of the, the year plus that you've been doing this? You know, that's a really good question. And one, we're just trying to keep up with you with all your crazy number of episodes. It's fabulous. But to get to your question, what I've learned is that I think two real main lessons. One is that whether you've rescued tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands, I know you and your organization have just been just unbelievable in the number of of animals that you've really helped save. Or if you're a guest who has saved one animal, we've had guests who literally have said, I'm in my whatever, my 40s, my 50s. I never grew up with animals and I rescued this one animal and this animal changed my life. To me, sometimes those stories are even more touching because they're so intimate and so loving and just really heartfelt. So that's the one lesson. It doesn't, the number doesn't matter. It's really more the quality. And then the second lesson to me is really the creativity. One thing that will just come to the top of my mind is we had a guest for our first episode and she was working for a hotel and literally they decided to foster dogs in their hotel lobby. And to me, that's like an ingenious way to really just spread that positive message of animal rescue. It can be a business. It can be your home, obviously, for a lot of folks. But just use a little creativity. We've had folks who use their real estate business to foster dogs. So lots of interesting ideas out there. Looking back at the guests that you've had, what were some of the, you've mentioned a couple of stories, but I was just wondering if there were any that really stood out or maybe more your most challenging shows. The thing that I admire about the work that you've done is you've actually done some, I would call almost live or like off-site shows. So I believe you had a, a book reading, done some that aren't necessarily, I would say, in the studio. And have those been more challenging or more exciting to do or sort of what are the highlights that you've seen? We've done, I think we've done a couple of, as you call them, I, I mean, I wouldn't say live as in like I'm performing myself, but, but definitely live recordings. It's more of a sound issue. Fortunately, have a microphone that can actually do the job. As you well know, right, sometimes just getting the technology right, in this case, getting the right microphone, it makes all the difference. So if you use a traditional microphone, unfortunately, you can hear everybody's noise. So just having the right microphone helps. But really, other than that, that's it. It's amazing how listeners, they're fine with noise and crowd noise. Maybe not for every episode, but for the right kind of episode, you don't have to worry so much about being perfect in the uh, sound quality, for example. So it's been a lot of fun doing those, and we look forward to doing more. How did you come up with the name Paw Print? You know, it was definitely one of those, I definitely won't say I had an inspiration. We had various names from the most generic animal rescue podcast to uh, probably something grabbed out of a famous quote from, who knows, like Shakespeare or something like that. Basically, we just went through Facebook polling. We just would ask Facebook friends. And we ended up just coming up with that simple idea of paw print. And that's been fine. I guess the only thing is that Typically, paw print are actually two words, so so the fact that we mashed them up into one word can sometimes be confusing to some folks, but you know what? You're going to have that no matter what name you choose. So, Looking forward to the year ahead, is there anything exciting happening with paw print coming up during the rest of 2017? I would say the first year was definitely a focus on 
traditional sort of animal rescue heroes, people working on animal rescue, uh, mainly dogs and cats. One of the things that we've done is a little bit of branching out. So in addition to dogs and cats, for example, we're going to release our first episode on a lizard, uh, iguanas mm. specifically. And that was kind of a neat story where I was literally just reading some news website and it was intriguing to me. Usually when you read an animal rescue article written by a journalist, they're extremely short, you know, maybe two or three paragraphs, not very long at all. This one journalist, of all things in the Chicago area, wrote a, I mean, this must have been like a three-page article on a married couple, husband-wife team who rescued iguanas. He went through their life story. He went through how they met, in addition to just talking about the iguanas. And I was just fascinated by it. So reached out to them and, and we're looking forward to releasing that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds great. I mean, as we all work so hard to do so much for cats and dogs all across the, the country, you know, smaller animals, I know bunny rabbits are a big topic and we even are talking about farm animals a lot these days. So it definitely, the types of animals that we're dealing with in rescue are becoming a lot more varied. That's for sure. That brings up a great point. It's interesting how, as we've been doing animal rescue, some themes have emerged. I would say definitely an, a writing theme, an author theme. A lot of folks who write about animals and animal rescue, uh, we, we've tended to interview. Photographers are a big theme for us. And even of, of all things, veganism or being a vegan, right? That means uh, no uh -huh. meat, dairy or cheese or eggs. And that was just surprising. Like we just would never think that topic would just come up a little bit more consistently. Not not every topic, and we don't and we definitely don't require that you be a vegan on the show. But every once in a while, someone will mention, "Oh, I'm a vegan," and that often leads to a really nice discussion. If you like the Community Cats podcast and would like to help promote Community Cats in your state, then we need you. We're looking for a couple of people from each state to be Community Cats ambassadors. What do you get by being an ambassador? You'll be mailed a promo kit of items to use to help promote the show at any event that you attend in your state. If you don't attend many events, hey, that's okay too. Do you have a network of people that love community cats? You can help with emailing groups in your state to let them know about the CCP and offer them the benefit of community cat swag. The more we can spread the word about the show, the more we can do to help cats across the country. Please email Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at communitycatspodcast.com if you'd like to represent your state. Thank you. <coughs> the Community Cats Podcast will soon be a year old with over 200 episodes profiling amazing people who are all making a difference in the lives of community cats. If you would like to support the show but not be a sponsor, feel free to contribute to our efforts by going to www.communitycatspodcast.com and follow the donate link. Help us to continue to provide excellent programming. You have had some tremendous photographers on the show. You had Tamar Arslanian from the New York Shopcats, which I had her on my show too. And I thought she was fantastic. And I think her book is wonderful. I assume you had a great experience with her. I'd say my dream world, I'd love to have like a New York Shopcat tour with the you know yellow umbrella going around to go look at all the Shopcats in New York City. But the book oh, itself pretty much makes me feel like we're on a tour as it is. How do you find your guests? I would say it's going to be a mix of everything. And what's great, and, and I'd love to compare notes with you, Stacey, but 
What's so great about social media and the internet nowadays is that before that, we would have had to go to a local library, pick up a phone book, randomly pick town and try to do the research on, on animal shelters. It would have been a really inefficient process. And most likely by the time you called them, they'd be wondering how crazy you actually were. Nowadays with social media, if I reach out to 10 people, I might get four positive responses, which a 40% positive response rate is just outrageous, outrageously good. And so yeah. Twitter, Facebook, phone calls, referrals, just going straight to their websites, that often is the way we've reached out to folks. So really a, a variety of different ways have worked for us. One thing that we always think about when we're speaking with individual organizations is how are you communicating your message and telling your stories? Many organizations, I think, now have either a regular e-news that they send out or a written blog post. But I don't think that there are many organizations that have their own individual podcast channels or some have maybe YouTube channels. Do you think that is a tool that individual organizations should utilize to be able to help share their stories and the work that they're doing? Yeah. I would want to highlight just one person because you're right. You think about animal rescue communities and animal rescue organizations. As you and I know, starting a podcast, it can sound like it's a great idea, but oftentimes the work can feel a little bit daunting. So not every organization does a podcast. I think you're right. I think more folks do, let's say, a YouTube channel because someone can just grab their phone, take some nice videos, and hopefully a volunteer knows a little bit of technology to make those videos and put them onto YouTube. But one person I'll highlight is Catherine O'Brien. She is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She's a California native, but moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. As you might know, right, Louisiana has had their ups and downs with animal rescue or animal issues. And so she produces a podcast for her local Baton Rouge animal shelter, and they just won a $25,000 pedigree grant to help with heartworm because heartworm is a serious, serious issue in Louisiana. Now, I'm not going to say that the podcast was the reason why they received the pedigree grant, but I think it helps. I think it totally helps. It's a consistent weekly podcast where they feature at least two animals and they interview people, and they often do talk about the issues of heartworm and how, while it's very treatable, it does take a lot of work. So I think that's one example, but once again, it has to be for each organization. If you the only thing I would encourage is always talk to your volunteers. Your volunteers may have a skill that you have never known about. It could be social media. It could be podcasting. It could be video. You never know unless you ask. And you never really know unless you truly empower people to feel like that they can share their talents. I agree with you 100%. When I was doing adoptions at the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society, I would look at the adoption applications, and at that point in time, we were asking for their occupation. And so if I needed a certain skill, marketing, accounting, fundraising, I would look at those occupations from the people who adopted from us and to say, you know, how could I reach out to them to see if I could utilize some of their skills in the organization? And for fundraising, I usually looked for somebody who was in sales and thought that was probably a good fit from, from that standpoint. But you never know. Uh, everywhere you turn, you can find opportunities. And the hard part is, I don't know about you, but with me, I find all these opportunities. So I want to go in 50 different directions. And sometimes it's a little challenging to stay focused. 
And with a podcast, you do have to stay focused because there is so much behind the scenes. In terms of the work that you do for the podcast, how much time does it take to put together a podcast every week? In my case, I'm basically a, a one-person show. I'm not smart like Stacey LeBaron with a, with a team <laughs> behind her. But in general, I would say, let's say the interview takes about an hour. I would say the editing behind the scenes might take, let's say, two to three hours. From there, getting it onto the actual internet so that people can listen to it can, make another, can take another few hours. And then the social media, right, trying to do some marketing and all that, that's little drips and drabs throughout the week. So definitely something that can take anywhere from eight to 12 hours a week. But the reason why I think a lot of people podcast is because it's just a lot of fun. I think you and I have talked about it in our interview together for Paw Print that it's a lot of fun just meeting interesting people. And I think the animal rescue community has as many talented people as you can name any other section, whether it's industry or volunteering. Uh, Animal rescue folks, to me, are just some of the most outstanding people you could meet. I think they're the most passionate group out there. I've gone to conferences that were not cat-related or not animal-related, and the energy in the room is so different. It's just when you get around a group of passionate animal welfare folks, there's just so much energy in that room. I wanted to make sure to mention to folks that if they're interested in listening to the episode that I recorded with Harold on Paw Print, go to www.thisispawprint.com and it's episode number 107 and you pretty much can just scroll right down from the, the website and you'll see that right there. So you can check out my interview with Harold as well as the interviews with all the other folks. He's got a great lineup of different folks here. I just mentioned the website, but if folks are interested in contacting you or reaching out on social media, I also noticed you can even do a voice message with Paw Print, which is pretty cool. Why don't you give us the the links on how people can find you? Thanks, Stacey. I think the simplest way would be thisispawprint.com, as you already mentioned. If you look us up on Facebook or Instagram, those are probably our two biggest social media places where we tend to spend our most time. It's also just This Is Paw Print. If you just type in all of that as one word, either on Facebook or on Instagram, you should be able to find us. That's great. Harold, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Just want to say thank you. I'm sure most people know your backstory, but for all the work that you do or that you've done, whether it's just general cat rescue, whether it's the trap, neuter, return, it's outstanding what you've done. And the fact that you're approaching 200 episodes in the next few months really shows your passion and more importantly, your talent and your abilities. So thank you for spreading the word of Animal Rescue. Well, Harold, thank you so much. And I think your website is great. I think your social media, your outreach, the work that you have done on this podcast is tremendous. You're very humble the way you talk about your technical expertise, but you are an incredible expert in social media and all the technical channels of how to get your podcast out. I just, for a one-man band, you're doing a great job. I know Nancy helps you out too. I want to give Nancy due credit. The two of you have done a wonderful job, and what may have started as a small idea has turned into a really big project. It's wonderful, the stories that you're sharing, and I hope that there'll be more podcasts like what you and I are doing. I think that there's definitely room out there for more of us because we all just want to get the word out to as many 
people as possible. And one point you did make that I found very interesting was talking about international guests. And when I first started the podcast, I wasn't necessarily thinking internationally, but over time, it became very clear to me that there's a desire and a demand and an interest in what's going on internationally. I don't know if you found that too, but that's definitely something that I've discovered over the last year. I would totally agree. We've interviewed guests from Canada, of course. We've interviewed, I want to say, one or two guests in South America. We've interviewed guests in Europe as well as Asia. So it hasn't been a huge part of Print, but it's definitely been one that's really opened our eyes to, to what's out there. And I think when it comes to dogs and cats, especially, you know, it's kind of a universal theme. Folks love dogs and cats. And there are a lot of dogs and cats that are suffering out there around the world who need our help. Yep. Well, Harold, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I hope we'll have you on in the future. Thank you so much, Stacy. Keep up the great work. <laughs> you too. Thank you for listening to a Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 